in today's show. We're looking at the Los Angeles Lakers. Reluctantly, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all plat- platforms. All right, here to talk about the Lakers. I say reluctantly because I don't know what's going on with this team. Um, and at the time of me recording this, the 20th of September, 19th of September, if you're in the States, this is a few days in advance where from where it's being released. I still don't know. There are trades that have not happened that might happen. Will they get Conley or Bogdanovich or Clarkson or Turner or Heald? I, I, don't, I don't know. Will they do none of that? I don't know. When trades like that do go down, there will be redoings of shows or little segments about that. But I've just got to plow ahead, plow forward, giggity, with what I know at the moment about the Lakers. And that is that it's a complete mess and they might be shit house. They probably are better than last year, but they still might be shit house. So we're going to talk about where things lie with that current ADPs and values and all that sort of stuff. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Let's talk Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. Invites going out at the moment. Plenty of them going out. Uh, applications coming in in the bucket load. Still getting outweighted like 80-20 for category applications versus points applications, which is pretty weird because I think in season, my audience is like 60-40 split, 55-45 maybe. But just the amount of people applying for category leagues is huge at the moment. You know the drill. If you don't, well, check it here. Rules are linked down below or in the show notes of the podcast, email lofbbowl at gmail.com. In the subject line, write Lakers Cats. If you want in a category league, write Lakers Points. If you want in a points league, if you want in both, send two separate emails. Just if you put Lakers Points in the subject line, it just makes it easier for me to search when I'm searching for the Lakers ones rather than like Lakers Cats Points or Lakers PTS or Lakers Nine Cat or something like that. If you put those things in, I just won't find them as easily. In the subject of the email, There'll be a question that I ask later on that you have to put in the body, but put other stuff, interesting things in there as well. Um, make yourself known, tell me a story, do whatever. And sometimes those things stand out, but there are hundreds and hundreds of them coming in every day. And uh, that makes it um, interesting to read all of those responses that you send through. 360 team league for categories, 360 team league for points. It's going to be pretty big. And I'm excited about it. I am in the Chicago Bulls category division. I'm also in a points league. But I'm not telling you which points league I'm in yet. We'll find it out later on. It's coming. It's coming. I'm not in it. I'm not. That league hasn't filled up yet because I haven't sent the invites out. So I am in a points league as well. Just check it out. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They only have 48 quality games this season. The network just going against the Lakers now. They don't think they're worth putting on TV. Maybe. It's interesting, isn't it? 
You get the Clippers, you get the Warriors right up the top with the amount of quality games. The Mavericks with Luka right up the top. The Heat's up the top. The Lakers, they're below average for quality games. Didn't really expect that. Not that it has an impact slightly on the top guys, but on your back-endy sort of guys, and there's going to be a lot of streaming options, I think, on this team, or guys that pop their head up as streaming options. The value gets diminished somewhat if they're not able to fulfill a full week schedule because they're on high-volume days. They only have 12 back-to-backs, so that's great news for Anthony Davis, LeBron, Patrick Beverly. Some good value there. Their playoff schedule's okay. If you finish on March 19th, like the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, which is what I recommend, they play 11 games. It's a 4-3-4, really good. March 26th, they have 10 games, 3-4-3, not quite as good. And Yahoo default April 2nd, they have 10 games, 4-3-3. Again, not quite as good, not a disaster. No two-game weeks in there, which is always what we are trying to avoid. That's probably one of the major things I look at. Uh, So no two-game weeks, so that's a positive in that respect. So what impacts projections? What are the pressure points for this team? Well, it's trades, really. Is Heald a member here? Is Miles Turner? If Miles Turner comes in, then Damian Jones and Tom Bryan are useless. If Buddy Heald arrives, then Westbrook, Schroeder, Beverly, Reeves, Walker, Nunn, all those guys lose tons of value. If Conley's there, what does that mean for Russ? Is he even on the team? There's so much can change. Yeah, LeBron and Davis are relatively safe in roles and what they're going to produce, but everyone else could be all over the place. Westbrook's attitude's a big thing as well. If he is the Russ from last season, if the Russ from the exit interview, if he is the Russ from every season we've seen him, then this, they're going to be bad and he is going to be bad and he is going to be benched and he is not going to have fantasy value. They should have benched him last season. They did start to do it a little bit towards the end of the season. But if he is that same guy who thinks that he should have the ball, who thinks that he can dominate, who thinks he should take pull-up contested twos with 19 seconds left on the shot clock, he will be playing under 25 minutes a night. If he adjusts, he still might play 25 minutes a night, but he'll have a little bit of a longer leash. Or maybe he just fully embraces being someone who tries on defense and doesn't take some of the dumbest shots you'll ever see in your life. My faith in him at 33 years of age changing on this team with so much weird stuff from last season um, still around, I it's pretty low. I don't really expect it to happen. But if he does change, then you know, Beverly, Schroeder, Nunn, all those guys lose value. Because if Westbrook fits into a role, he still probably will play 33 minutes. And all those other guys who we hope can maybe push into larger roles, they get killed. And Westbrook's value rises. But if he's the same old Russ, legitimately, maybe he doesn't play at all. Maybe he doesn't. Because do they actually need him to? He was actually more of a negative last season than he was a positive. Sitting him would have helped them win more games. It's a massive factor. Or... You know, is his attitude that bad he gets traded, he gets bought out, and no one signs him? Or he goes to a team like Utah, and they pay him $47 million, sit at home, Russ, and you know, design clothes. That's possible as well. It's a massive swing thing. Like The health of Ben Simmons is a swing thing. Zion Williamson, one of the biggest X-factors in the league. Russell Westbrook's attitude's up there because it impacts so many different things. And then health. Will Anthony Davis be able to stay healthy? He has in the past, not recently. But there's nothing where I look at him and go, well, it's just this same thing over and over again. Just random little things. And they're like injuries that can happen to anyone, like a badly sprained ankle, a knee twisted because someone rolled up onto you onto a rebound. What can you do about that? 
LeBron, the injuries are more... I'm probably more worried about LeBron's injuries than Davis's to a degree just because he's old and his healing has been much more slower than it has in previous years of his career. Groin problems, ankle problems. He's missed big chunks of two of the last three seasons. And yeah, if those guys go down, this team's cooked. It's the ultimate stars and scrubs. When your stars aren't even starring, like Davis, or they're getting hurt, you've got no hope. Um, so that is a huge impact of this um, for this squad, real-life value and fantasy value. BetOnline is your number one source. BetOnline.net, in fact, is your number one source for all your pro and college football needs and sports info this season. You can find all the Football League developments. Week three coming up. Every game listed over at BetOnline.net. The LA Chargers, Los Angeles' team, the seven-point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week three, or as some uh, of you guys would say, the Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars uh, are seven-point underdogs against the Chargers, and all that info and every game is over at betonline.net. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay. Breakout candidates. I I don't know. Um, (laughs) Is it the big fella? The tank Tom Bryant? Maybe. I'm not not super confident with that. Bryant might be the starter. He might not. He might regain some of the counting stats that he put up before he tore his ACL. Let's not get it twisted. He was not a particularly good player that season. Defended horribly. Was put into a role where he put up numbers. But because he's on the Lakers, maybe we see some improvement in or some, you know, I guess, notoriety increasing. And if you get, he can put up numbers. The other one is Austin Reeves, who legitimately had a pretty good season last year. He's not going to be a big statistical accumulator, but there is a chance he can at least push his way. And it is harder now that Schroeder and Beverly are both there, but he could push his way into a large, look, there's an easy argument that he's better than Lonnie Walker and better than Kendrick Nunn at this point already. Like that's, that's not a hard argument to make. He's better than Troy Brown. Better than Russell Westbrook? Maybe. He could have an elevation from being a fringe 18-team league guy into a 14-team league option. But it did get harder for that to be the case with those recent moves of Schroeder and Beverly um, joining the Lakers because they are going to... And they seem convinced that Beverly is going to play only as a shooting guard when, honestly, the, the, the approach to team building with this team is so weird. You know what you don't need out of a point guard? Someone who is just at the addition and diamond and racking up big assists and dominating the ball. Because you've got LeBron James who does that. You need a point guard who can shoot Patrick Beverly, who can defend Patrick Beverly. Not a point guard who can't shoot Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, or can't defend Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder. Although Schroeder's an okay defender. Like Beverly's the perfect guy to play at, at point guard. Get someone who can actually shoot at shooting guard, not Lonnie Walker. Or someone who can defend, not Lonnie Walker, maybe Austin Reeves. But they're going to go and try and put Beverly, who's not that big and make him guard twos and threes I don't know man anyway Austin Reeves maybe he's a breakout guy let's look at sleepers in saying all of this there are some sleeper values which you don't normally find with the Lakers because Dennis Schroeder at this point doesn't have an ADP on Yahoo I did on the show a couple of days ago I'd happily take him in the last round of a draft 
Whether he starts or not, I've got no idea. If he plays 21 minutes a night, you just cut him. But if he's not getting drafted anywhere, then I'd take him with the last pick. And he's got fan tracks at 324. Sure, like that's great. 16 team leagues all over it. And even 12s. And Kedrick Nunn doesn't have an ADP on Yahoo or on fan tracks. Now that one, I, I don't really get I, I I don't believe Kendrick Nunn is a particularly good player. I've said that all the time. And his big minutes and big production thrives or it comes when everyone's out and he has the ball in his hands a lot. He's not a great guy that's contributing numbers across the board outside of having big usage. And he's not really going to have that. But yeah, 16 team leagues, why not? Not ranked, not ADP'd on fan tracks. So he is ranked on Yahoo, 281, but doesn't have an ADP. No one's drafting him. Like 281 puts him out of 20-team league discussion, really. And you yeah, you want to go a little bit earlier than that. I think that LeBron is underrated in points leagues. I am well aware that last season on a per-game basis, LeBron James was the fourth-ranked player. I do not think that that is happening again. He did it on a really high or massively improved free throw percentage. His blocks basically doubled because of how much center he played, and he played 37 minutes a night. Those three things will not happen again. I don't think he will improve his free throws. He might actually, it's more likely to regress. He will not have that same block rate, and I don't think he plays 37 minutes a night. But in points leagues, like I think their Yahoo ADP of 12 and Fantrax 13 is right on. Like that's right sort of where you want it. End of the first round, start of the second. That's a fine category league ADP. But in a points league, it doesn't really matter that his blocks go from 1.2 to 0.7. That has such little impact in overall fantasy points that I still think LeBron is like a top seven to eight player in points leagues. Yeah, I've, got, I've got him at six in points leagues. So get him at 12 or, or 13, you're loving it. And Anthony Davis in a points league... He's a, he's a much better option. Look, ESPN's got his ADP at 24. Totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. In category leagues, he's lost value because his rebounding has dropped and his free throw percentage has fallen off. But in a points league, he was eighth in ESPN points leagues last season per game. I get that there's a risk. At 24, that's end of the second round. Like, I, I will I will go... Look, the second round's a weird one this season. You got Kyrie, you got Kawhi. You got these random question mark players. Like, pick 18 for Anthony Davis. That's going half a round early. I think that's 24 for him. If he plays 62 games, that's a top 10 player you got at the end of the second round. And that's really, really valuable. So, don't dis... Look, Davis in other, on other sites, not quite as much value. Yeah, ADP 19 on Fantrax, 17 on, Fan, on Yahoo. And that's yeah, sort of in line. It's not bad. It eliminates some of the value buffer you get from him missing games. But you take him end of second round. And remember, that's average. That means in some ESPN leagues, he's going at 28 or 30. He's actually ranked 28th. Like that is unbelievable value. I would snap Anthony Davis up every, every time they're in the third round of a draft. Busts. Now, I just said LeBron was a great sleeper on Yahoo and fan tracks for points leagues. In a category league, his ADP or not his his ADP on ESPN is five. And in a category league, that's a waste. I wouldn't do it. In a points league, sure, no worries. I, six is where I have him. Six or seven. His ADP is five. It's a it's a it's a waste unless you think he will block shots at the same rate, shoot the same free throws, and play thirty seven minutes again. It's a waste. 
to take him at pick five. Don't do it. I would not do it. I could not recommend not doing it any higher. And Russell Westbrook's a, a bust right across the board. Yahoo's got him at 84. In the category league, you're just not doing it. Yes, you might be in a situation where you've punted free throws, but he legitimately might play 25 minutes a night. Fantrax got him at 77. That's worse. ESPN's got him at a laughable 59. And to be honest, I'm not even sure that that 84 on Yahoo is worth it in points leagues. I would not be entertaining Westbrook inside the top 100 personally. In a category league, I don't even know that I'd do it at all with Schroeder and Beverly there now. There's too much uncertainty. He's too destructive in certain categories. In a points league, 84 maybe, but it's probably outside top 100 for me for Westbrook. And again, the risk of him being traded and literally playing zero minutes is is there. They don't, I don't think they're going to trade him. Let me get that clear. I don't think they're going to trade him, but it's not off the table completely, especially when you bring in two other point guards in the last week or so. I think Tom Bryant, who I just said was a breakout guy, but ESPN's gone, now nah, screw that, where his ADP is 107. What? In a category league, I might even consider that. I won't, but I might consider it. But Thomas Bryant, a 107 in a points league is insane. You don't, you don't want that. Like, why would we want Thomas Bryant at that spot? He was 289th in ESPN points leagues last season. 140? Sure. Last round flyer. No worries. 107? That's round nine. Round nine? But Thomas Bryant? Nah, no way. That's a... That, that's a... I should have had that. As, that's a bust for categories as well, really. That's in, that's crazy. What are we doing there? It's way too high. Nonsensical. What do we do in the last round? I think there are four options, really, who could be available that we can take there. Schroeder is one of them. Detailed him already. I think Schroeder in, you know, can be maybe a top 150 player. Can get best case to top 110. In a points league, probably about the same. Maybe top 100. That would be a stretch. Tom Bryant, again, can probably, in a category league, hit top 100. Points league, maybe top 120. But we take him in round 13, round 14. We don't take him in round 9. That's where the bust part of that comes in. Damian Jones, well... If you don't take Bryant, take Jones. Because Jones can be a valuable fantasy contributor, especially in category leagues. And if he is the guy playing 26 minutes as the starting center, 10 and 9, two blocks, 60% shooting, it's valuable. Like Stephen Adams will go in that range, and that's about the same as what Adams provides. And then Kendrick Nunn. I, look, I'd much rather take Kendrick Nunn than um, Juan Toscano Anderson or Lonnie Walker or Troy Brown. I don't love taking Kendrick Nunn. I don't think he is particularly good. But I'm looking at guys just to maybe take a flyer on, and he's someone I would consider. There are a lot of other players that I would consider ahead of him, but he's someone that I might consider in that spot. So let's look at the roster. I've got a projected starting lineup there, and I feel as unconfident in that as I do with anything. Schroeder, Beverly, LeBron, Davis, and Bryant. I know two of those guys are going to start, and that's it. It could be Bryant, it could be Jones. It could be Schroeder, it could be Westbrook, it could be Beverly, it could be Nunn, it could be Walker, it could be Reeves. Shit, it could be Toscano Anderson or Troy Brown. Probably isn't, but it could be. The only guys I think have no chance to start are Wynion Gabriel, Cole Swider, Scotty Pippen, Max Christie. What about Patrick Beverly? I was a little bit higher on him before Schroeder arrived, 
The fact that they just seem to exclusively want to play him on the wing hurts. But he's a guy that you know, maybe I'd look at as a last-round guy. His ADP is at 123 on Fantrax, 140 on Yahoo. It's, a, it's not bad. Maybe he's the 120th player. But I think that arrival of Schroeder, and until Westbrook is traded without a guard coming back, I think Beverly's upside is capped. His health is also capping some of that value too. So I'm not as interested in Beverly versus what I was a week or so ago. LeBron I've talked about extensively already. And Davis is a second-round guy with a significant amount of risk. Now, we talked about Anthony Davis on the center-tier pods, me and Matt Smith. We said in the past, you know, we worried about Anthony Davis's health. And we said, oh, yeah, if you take him at pick 13 or 14, who else around that spot has got number one or number two upside? That's what we used to say. He doesn't have that upside anymore. I don't believe he has it. He's going to be 30 during this season. His rebound rate continues to fall. He plays away from the basket. It impacts his field goal percentage. He can't shoot threes. He can't shoot free throws anymore. The block rate is not as elite as what it used to be. Usage, I don't know where that's going to be at. Hopefully, it's up. And I think he will score pretty well. But the rebound dip, the block dip, the field goal percentage, the free throw percentage, the three-point volume dip, I don't think number one, number two, or even top five upside is there for Davis anymore. In categories. In points leagues, top 10, sure. Category league, probably best case is top nine, I think. Maybe top seven. Bryant, we've spoken about. None, I've spoken about. Westbrook, I've spoken about. Glowingly. Love him. The, the ironic thing about this, Russell Westbrook used to be one of my favorite players. But when you can't change and adapt, and you don't realize what happens in your career, just look at, look at Vince Carter. That's the absolute ultimate goal of a player with declining athletic skills to just learn something new. And figures it out. Stays in the league till they're 40. Doesn't make themselves look stupid like Russ did last season. Again, you want to take a flyer on him. It's going to be a late round pick, but it's pretty rough. Damian Jones, I, I like the upside. He does have some value if he plays 26, but it could just be a mash of minutes between him and Bryant. And then there's Toscano Anderson, who people do like one. A reminder, he ranked 386th in 14 minutes a game last season. He struggles shooting. He's a guy, he's Draymond Light. He's not really, but he, he would need, much like former hyphenated Laker, play, Laker player Taylor Horton Tucker, Toscano Anderson needs minutes and the ball in his hands quite a bit to start to generate fantasy value. And it's not really going to happen here, is it? He's also 30 already. So is he a solid rotation player? Perhaps he gets somewhat overrated. And I don't think we really need to worry too much about him in fantasy. Maybe he's a top 250 guy. Um, Lonnie Walker, just, I, I just don't think he's very good. He played 23 minutes a night for a Spurs team who really had nobody. He played 23 minutes a night. He ranked 267th in category leagues. He can't shoot. He can't defend. He can't pass. He's not a good rebounder. I don't know what he does that's good. I have no idea. In a points league, he's better than a category league option, so maybe I'd look at him in a 16-teamer. But even if they decide to start Lonnie Walker, there's still Nunn and Beverly and Reeves, who are all better players than him, who are going to cut into that playing time. He had the opportunity last season, shout out contract year, he had the opportunity last season to step it up, grab that opportunity, and play better, and he did nothing. He did not. And if we want to go through and talk about well, now, you know, Chip England, well, once we do the Thunder, Chip England, he's going to fix their shooting. You know who worked with Lonnie Walker for all four of his seasons? Chip England. You know who also worked with Lonnie Walker for the first four seasons? The greatest coach of all time. And this is where we are with him. 
Is Darvin Ham going to fix it? The Lakers, a team that in the past is, I don't even know if they've got one now, notoriously never had a shooting coach. You say, oh, it's a lot on Lonnie Walker. But he's one of those guys, man, Lonnie Walker's nice. Oh, look at that. He scored 20. Yeah, and then he had nine points on seven shots for four games in a row and offers no rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. He's a poor three-point shooter, can't defend, can't pass. He just doesn't produce. I could be very wrong on this. This guy, My opinion is always open to be changed. He could come out and do things completely differently. But for the four years I've seen Lonnie Walker play in the NBA, he has not been good, and he's shown me nothing that makes me think he will become good. So in all that says, don't draft him. Troy Brown, a guy that's got a little bit of diversity in his fantasy game, can steal, can pass, can rebound, but just cannot shoot. Highly low usage. There is some talk that might he might be in a closing lineup, which would just be absolutely crazy. That just shows how bad this team is if he's a part of that closing lineup. But he also might not be a part of the rotation at all. Probably him or Toscano Anderson, who are the backup forward types here. I wouldn't be worrying too much about Troy in fantasy formats. Winion Gabriel is an interesting fantasy format guy. Could he be Anthony Davis's backup? Well, he's got to sort of battle Toscano Anderson. I think Gabriel might be a better player, to be honest. He's also five years younger, four years younger, sorry. Um, but the opportunity to get those big minutes isn't really going to be there. Cole Swider, he can shoot. Okay, we want to talk about upset options. What if Swider is better than Nunn, Walker, Reeves, and gets 20 minutes a night? The Lakers have had so much success with two-way guys, um, undrafted players, late draft picks. They seem to pick them generally pretty well. And Swider could be one of them. And I also think Scottie Pippen's an NBA player. Again, with a lot of point guards in front of him already, he's not going to have that opportunity. But he's a name to watch for Dynasty. Max Christie, early second-round pick, can't shoot, couldn't shoot at Summer League, can defend okay. I, there's, the fantasy value in him is absolutely rock bottom. There's just nothing there. I'm not actually sure it gets good at all. Or we actually see him play too much. And then for those of you who want to hear about Jay Huff, maybe this isn't the show for you. And that will do it for us today. Talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Don't forget, get your entries in for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. I have not given you something to put in the subject line. And I should have done it earlier. But we're going to do it now. So, in the subject line, Lakers, Cats... Lakers points if you want categories or points leagues. And the what you need to put in the body of the email is how many games did Kendrick Nunn play last season? The answer is zero. Zero regular season games for Kendrick Nunn last season. Put that in the body of the email. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.